0: bad. It's a, It's just kind of, a, it's not a situation I thought that we would face in my lifetime. Yeah. Just doesn't, you know, this, the ethics of the administration just don't really live up to like the, to the office or, yeah. or to just even, like none, none of it's like even worthy of public well, it's, I mean, it Exposure, is. Exposure, you know? It's yeah, just I mean, it is in shit. the fact
1: that, like, he's the guy running the country. I mean, these are conversations that we probably should be having.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Ridiculous,
2: and, you know, I don't know. I'm not nearly as political as Jake, but it's just, you know, seeing these tweets or whatever yeah. about stuff, and just offhanded comments dismissing X, Y, or Z. You know, it's, I don't know, that's, uh, I don't know. It's, yeah. It doesn't seem presidential. What's no. Yeah. It was,
0: incredibly frustrating. But they uh, but like his fans, I guess that it is because the whole thing's now just a big talk show. Yeah. With like, it's like sports now. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's tribal, and he's got his his alt right weird kind of base that eats it up. Like you know that like whatever they. Whatever horrible thing he does or says or signs into law, um, they cheer about who's going to suffer from it. It's just like this kind of nihilistic glee at, you know, others suffering.
1: I go through this process quite a bit. I'm a journalist. Like this is sort of a side gig, but I write for um, a, a website called TechCrunch, like a big tech mm-hmm. site. Obviously, like I'm freaked out about what's happening, and every once in a while. That stuff will kind of, you know, find its way into the work. I wrote I wrote about the FCC and net neutrality the other day and, like, right. how fucked up ending all that is. Yeah. I mean, you guys do have a, a platform. Are these conversations that you have about whether this is something that sh- you should be making music about?
2: I don't think we have to talk about it because we're all on the same page.
0: Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I don't think that we don't want to make, like, the songs too much of a of, of a political conversation because that's not really what in general Minus the Bear songs are about yeah there's not a lot of like I don't know there's not like that hint not a hint of romanticism in it or anything like that you know
1: I go through the same process in my head in that I don't know if this is the right platform to do this but at the end of the day like if I don't talk about this am I going to feel bad that I didn't use whatever sort of like amplification I have to have that
0: conversation yeah definitely I mean I think there's Music and, like, um, writing are are just different platforms. They can be used to similar goals, I think. But, yeah. like, um, I don't know. It's not... We're not Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> no, no, it's
2: fair. It's, it's totally to fair. Yeah. No, it's, it's a fair point.
1: I mean, there, there are very few examples of good of protest music that have really kind of lasted the course of time.
0: I'm not... I mean, yeah, I mean, considering how much beautiful protest music we've yep. had it doesn't seem to have taken so it's like I'm not I don't know is <laughs> you that mean the like vehicle? It ha-
1: you mean like it hasn't like, to change? yeah Yeah. right that's um, fair and like how many or it's
0: it's not it hasn't built enough of a wall to prevent the regression that's happened yeah. just in a few a- and there's a case months. you know like
1: you could probably like on one hand count all of the really great protest music they would, like, sit down and, like, want to listen to. Yeah. I'll listen to, like, a Dylan record. Like, if I'm in a, that kind of mood, maybe I'll listen to, like, Woody Guthrie or something. But yeah. on a whole, like, how much of that are you actually listening to? Like, zero. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's... I mean, a not... Tough, not tough I, mean, I mean, it comes through the thing. Sure. Um, But n- not, uh, like, I'm gonna sit down and listen to a protest record. Yeah.
2: I just feel like listening to whatever, you know earlier on the bus when you walked in I was what was I playing I was Daft Punk blasting Daft Punk and then before that it was Run the Jewels and then after that it was uh, Death Grips you know it's like yeah I think
0: Run the Jewels is definitely they're political for sure and I've been listening to a hell of a lot of that too yeah Yeah. like just
2: owning what you love is also somewhat inspiring and good to embrace do
1: you have an, an idea of, of who you're writing for?
0: I yeah I think so yeah uh, just
1: just some like abstract notion
0: of like who's <laughs> who's standing there. out there I'm just gonna answer yes and not explain myself. Yeah, I don't know I mean yeah, yeah I think that there's it's just like people I mean it started off to, to be kind of a thing where you know I don't know I wanted to write m- more moments of feeling and stuff rather than like a big story or something yeah. like that.
1: And it's hard to get too abstract Right, right I mean, everything is sort of rooted in some sort
0: of experience or Yeah, something exactly like that. And, you know, seeing just a little postcard of it or something Yeah And, like, um, I think that it just kind of appeals to, like, the, you know, college-aged kids Yeah it seems to be the most.
1: You, you've been a band for what, like 16, 17 years at yeah. this point,
0: right? Do you feel like
1: the audience has aged along with you? Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. For
0: better or for worse, I suppose, yeah, right? it's like all, now, but now it's more of a depth of age thing yeah. where there's younger kids and older grown men and women. Yeah.
2: We played DC the other night. Another 930 Club. They, they were, I don't know. A dozen, ten to thirteen-year-old kids there with yeah. their parents. And that,
1: yeah, yeah, that and was that, interesting. And that yeah. was oh, you're going second generation now.
2: And that was yeah, am, yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, as a dad, I'm just like, <laughs> It was like, fuck, you know, like this is so cool. So, like, that, so
1: that's a good feeling. Like I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm trying to think of how that would impact me, and like part of me would just be like. Oh shit! I'm old now. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how, or, that's. I'm like, on like a second generation of fan right yeah, now. Yeah, that's
0: that's like that's very big and thinking. Yeah, I'm yeah. old now, but like, but it's it's interesting. It's cool because now our fans' kids, some of them are like twelve and you know whatever yeah. fourteen, and those kids are getting into music and starting to go to shows and and you know. Do the store just do the sort of stuff that I did, we did when we were kids to get into music, yeah. just like yeah. already engaging in that. And you know, it's cool to have parents to show it to you instead of having like finding it on your own, finding it on your own school, too. But you but it's know, nice you, yeah. it's cool to like be able to share it,
2: yeah. Appreciating the parents, like exposing them to that sort of you know, to our music or just music in general, is yeah. really fun to see yeah
0: it's cool
1: there's not really much of a playbook for getting older and i mean there, there is for like the really big rock stars right you know like the rolling stones obviously but indie rock's sort of this uncharted new territory yeah do you feel like there's a point when it's just going to be like all right this is i feel kind of silly doing this at this point or is this something that you really see yourself doing forever
0: i don't i think performing has always got that like inherently yeah there's something silly about it it's like a bunch <laughs> of dudes wrote some songs, we like come out so like, and play them to everybody. You know, <laughs> so like you've already like me play oh, my oh, that like, initial like yeah. like kind of awkwardness of it, and once you've passed that, yeah, you have to kind of just accept the f- artifice of it. And like, yeah, I mean, the- people enjoy it. Yeah, so it it, it might be kind of silly sometimes. But... The
2: five to three minutes before we are you know we're about to go on stage are maybe the most awkward minutes of the day because you're just like amping yourself up to go play songs and once you get on stage it's amazing but you know the transitional period sometimes it's just you know
1: this is kind of a totally different Scenario, right? Because yeah, you're yeah. you're playing with these guys, and right. we're at this really big venue right now, so you don't yeah. really have to worry about like I, I had um, James Top from Wooden Wand on recently. He was playing like a you know like a mid sized indie rock venue, and he said, "I don't really know from like show to show, and I know that the um, you know the, the audience is, is getting a little bit older, and they're having kids, so I'm playing on a Tuesday night in some town, and I just don't know." I completely understand why people don't necessarily want to come out for that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing. You gotta you gotta have. Have a babysitter <laughs> all lined up all the time if you want to like still participate and yeah. in go into shows and yeah. stuff you feel like the,
1: that the, the audience is like continued to you're getting new listeners so you don't necessarily have that
0: concern in the same way yeah yeah definitely and then we have a lot of return customers as well <laughs> I mean it's both it's yeah, you know yeah.
2: new listeners that only want to hear the new stuff and then Super fans that have been with us, you know, yeah. f- for years, and they're getting the babysitter. Yeah. yeah. You
1: know, the new record's great, it, but it's a good deal that you like have people that want to come out and, and listen to that. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. in the rut of worrying about playing necessarily having to play like a set of 15 year old songs, right? Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, the. The new stuff, this record's been really fun to play live, and uh, and the crowd's been really receptive. And yeah. If it doesn't feel like they're new songs, it just feels like yeah, they're this normal songs now. So that's great. What, do you have like 40 songs or something to choose from?
2: 30-something? I mean, there were like almost 40 pieces of music to choose w- from. What's, what's a piece of music?
0: Like a couple riffs played like, together. That's like some Ryan right like Wilson shit, it sounds like. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And some of those should have been expanded on more. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, that didn't happen. Um, but, you know, you got to, like, go through the process of, evalu- you know, evaluating what you think is the best and what's going to make people happy and then record those songs. You know? Yeah, and
0: what works together in the flow and what kind of, um, yeah, like uh, what you have almost also, like, it comes down to, like, a time thing where you can't really end up finishing 30 songs. So you're like, yeah. This one, I love you, but you got to wait. And this one, you know. So you
1: sort of set these constraints. I mean, you you come into the studio with all these pieces of music, and you're like, we have this many weeks in order to do this. Because otherwise you're not going to
0: get anything done, right? Most of the time, the the things that have the most work done on them are the things that become the record.
2: I mean, I would say it's fairly democratic, too. Because, you know, like, if people don't respond to something that, you know, you know... We can write a ton of stuff, but if people in the band don't respond to it, then also that's not going to happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I
1: mean, I'm somebody. got to write a lot of it. I
2: think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm somebody who like needs you know constraint. I think everybody probably needs some sort of constraint when you're doing something. Yeah. And, and going in the studio probably lights a fire under your ass in a way, right? Yeah. I mean, it's oh, like yeah. this. T- you know, time is money. We have a certain amount of time. This is causing loss, a lot of money to be here. All right, we need to fucking get our shit together and write these songs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's when polishing them up and finishing yeah. the lyrics and all that becomes pretty uh, intense and, and making, you know, from me writing lyrics, making sure that, like, the song that we're going to record the next day is finished yeah. and all that and or finished enough to bring in to get to work on with... Sam and stuff. So. so everybody's got their predetermined
1: positions at this point. It's a pretty. It
0: seems like it's a relatively well-oiled machine. Yeah, really, it really is. Yeah. Put a mic in front of a guitar amp, and mic <laughs> the drums <laughs> up, and a guy pushes record. It's a good problem to have, too, to have more songs than you know what to do with. Yeah. It's way better than the alternative.
2: I mean, not, I mean the hard part is figuring out what to put on the record. You because, know, I mean, we do have some really great songs that haven't been totally finished yet or it didn't make the record and you know that can be kind of i don't know looking back
0: yeah frustrating or
2: yeah like why didn't we put this one on there like why is this not on the record
0: like you forget why some you like don't remember what the reasoning was or yeah whatever but that gives you an opportunity to put like a ep out or something later the lead-off track, I feel like that must have come together. Uh, you must have just known
1: right away, right? I mean, that's like... And no he played almost, it tonight, yeah. and it was just no, like...
2: Yeah, I mean, that was kind of immediate. I mean, some of the songs came about so quickly that it yeah. was just like, okay, we have this fire, and we're doing this right now, and we're going to finish it. Whereas yeah, other songs yeah. are just, you know... We'll keep working on it and make it better, but like when you have that like creative spark... And you just know that it's gonna work, or
0: yeah. A lot of them happen. A lot of that's happened kind of at the end of the writing process. While we were getting toward the studio, Um, a lot of the stuff we were coming up with then was just like finished, almost. You know, like it was easier to just kind of flow. I think we had better. How does the bat signal
1: go up? How is it? You know, at, at what point in that? five-year period is it clear that it's time for us to get together and actually get to work on this thing
0: i don't know i mean we just we would have had it done two years earlier but on schedule right but it just got impeded so right when we were able to kind of get back on track we started
2: yeah Yeah. you want to hear a joke yeah what's the difference between a good joke and a bad joke timing it was timing it was
0: timing yeah it was just timing
2: yeah it was just like
0: Family member changes. Band member changes. You know
2: what I mean? Like it just couldn't have happened earlier.
0: Yeah. It's just
1: kinda of... this is at the end of the day though, this is your job. You're not able to sort of like prioritize that at all? Your average person goes into work every day. I guess it's kind of a nice luxury that it's not something that you necessarily have to worry about on a day to day basis. Like how right, much yeah. you know, you're 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 kinda of out there living your life, you know, on, on, on this side. <laughs> In this period in between, how much are you thinking about the band? Is it
0: something you're able to kind of really sort of put on the back burner for a while? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, there's always something going on. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, a conversation to be had about something. Yeah, you
2: know, for as much as like writing music seems like it's just like a impulsive sort of thing, the whole logisticals sort of thing that happens behind the scenes is a very day-to-day kind of thing yeah you know so sure it's like we're not going to the studio to write something sure you know every two weeks or whatever but it's like you know there's a lot of shit that has to get handled
0: in it's the, always in the emails downtown. just
1: emails does it feel like a day-to-day does it feel like a job making
0: music yeah i mean used to more so but yeah yeah <laughs> Now I'm just, when I'm home, there's less time with guitars and more time, uh, like, feeding children. Yeah. You know, (laughs) making sandwiches and stuff. So, yeah, that's what is happening these days. Are you
1: guys happy with the level that the band is at right now? I mean, if this
0: is is kind of the peak, do you feel like you've gotten to where you want to be? I feel like it's pretty good. I mean, it's, like, better than expected and not quite as good as hoped or whatever. I think it's kind of a normal position to be in.
2: I feel like for doing this for this many years, it's been yeah. You know, we've achieved a lot, and um, things have totally shifted in terms of you know like selling records and you know streaming music services and all this other stuff, and like going through different management changes. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think. I mean, I think we've done a. I'm happy with where we are at the moment. No, I mean, it's it's one
1: of those things, too. Like, I I go through this. I have bad days at work like anyone else, and then... I have to sort of take stock of what I'm able to do, you know, what what I do do for my job, and that there are, like, a lot of people who have a lot worse things. Like, I get to, you know, travel the world and, like, write about things, and at That's the end of the day, it's, like, a privileged position to have. You know, you, you need to, you know, on the shittiest days of the tour and the most terrible interviews after the worst shows, you need to sort of take a moment and, and take stock of how lucky you are and how privileged you are to sort of be in that position.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean you
2: know as you get older also i guess i feel like that's one of the things you appreciate a whole lot more like you know shit like 10 years ago we were doing x y and z and maybe i should have engaged more or felt better about this or whatever and now i don't know it's just
0: you know yeah it's cool i mean like having i think just the longevity is awesome yeah being able to do it for so long
1: There you go, those guys from Minus the Bear. One of the more difficult interviews, I'd say, that we've done on the show in some time. But, uh, you know, it it happens. It was uh, kind of... Uh, dudes were kind of wiped. It it, it it was recorded directly after their set at uh, Brooklyn Steel. You can probably hear the Silver Spun pickups playing in the background. I think we, I think we powered through it, got some, uh, some interesting stuff out of there, nonetheless. So thanks to them for taking the time to do that. I know that it's uh, probably very difficult to try to be on and have a conversation after a set, but glad we did it nonetheless. They've got a new record out. Well, new as of uh, March of last year. It's called Voids, and I highly recommend you listening to it. Thanks so much to them. Thanks to you guys as always for listening to the program. If you like the show, there are a number of ways to support us. You can rate us over on iTunes or review you your podcasts. Thanks to everyone who has done that. In recent weeks, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr. That's rylcasted.tumblr.com is the first and best place to get all of your R-I-Y-L- related information you can uh, shoot us an email if you've got any feedback it's rylcast at gmail.com and i think that's about it for this time so stick around because we'll be back in a few days with another episode of RIYL.